Hello there, D&D aficionados and good peoples of the role-playing pantheon. Welcome to... Vampires from a Chimney! Part 2 A Crimson Aid podcast that will journey with four wayward adventurers into the heart of the Southlands, a land of mystery and adventure, where riches and dangers await those brave enough to cross the wild expanses. My name is Stacy and my player and game master handle is Dagobah. The campaign setting is Southlands from Cobalt Press. We are using the D&D 5e rule set, and we game using Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop. So, no more to be said. Let's just sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. Welcome to session 12, and our recap from the previous session. Death, as always, is the unwelcome guest that likes to crash too many parties. And sadly, this group of four slave companions is not an exception to the Grim Reaper's touch. But praise the grace and protection of Thoth Hermes, or perhaps it's better suited to thank the luck of Eshu, as you've consistently managed to avoid that fatal meeting with the Reaper. So. What happened after Clicker rashly dives into the water room? You found that past the major illusion of water was a shaped room with etched arcane rings in the ceiling and floor. And betwixt these rings were two arcane sigils. Nothing happened as a lot of you stepped into the circle, but when Thorn reaches up and touches the ceiling, light and sound overwhelm your senses. After a moment, you find yourself in a peaceful forest glade. Freedom. No more slavery, no more gladest, no more plane of dreams. But where are you? A fair-sized forest glade covered in a canopy of flora, and the trees around the glade are so tightly woven they form a wall. The glade's teleportation circle has seven, maybe eight arcane sigils, all of which look to be grown from the flora of the forest around you. On one side of the glade is an odd 15-foot exit. Opposite that is a pond with a lamppost in its center. Hanging from the lamppost is a birdcage gibbet. Thorn catches the glitter of light reflecting off of something tiny that falls from the gibbet into the pond below. A fish jumps where the glitter touches the water. Is it the gnawing hunger that has eaten away at your empty bellies that causes Clicker to dive into the pond, chasing the ripples of a fish jump? or? Is it some other feeling that sparks her rash action? Regardless, she surfaces from the pond, splashing water everywhere, and in exultation she holds a 10-pound blue catfish. But before she has a chance to munch on it or share it with you, that crazy bird sticks her arm down its gullet and pulls out a rapier. If Norbert had a horse, this spectacle causes him to fall off of it in utter surprise. He parks his hunger for a chance to hold the fish rapier. Thrice more you go fishing, and Yamaja's fortune favors you. Thorn finds a fish shortbow inside an eel, while Norbit finds a fish battle axe within a second blue catfish. Volan? Well, he isn't so lucky. He only comes up with a clam that holds a pretty pearl. So what is the larger blessing? Weapons in hand or fish in an empty belly? 
Between the pond and the forest wall is a tent covered in undergrowth. Within that tent, Thorn finds gear. How odd. Who were and where are the occupants that owned this gear? You quickly take advantage of your findings and build a fire to cook your fish. Norbert and Clicker enter the pond to investigate the gibbet. Inside they find a tiny unconscious sprite. The slight female is dressed in tattered black rags and her silvery hair looks flaccid and dull. There are no visible wounds and she doesn't awaken. So the Ravenfolk and Tortle free her from her prison and bring her to the shore. Norbert's mind is a flutter, wondering how to revive the creature. As he chatters about finding dew and flowers, Thorn calmly walks up and casts Cure Wounds. It takes a short bit for the pixie to recover, and moments after testing her wings, she flies up and speaks a few words in Sylvan, then disappears into the glade's canopy. That was weird. Who is you? And why did she say Pestodia? Some good questions. How about we find out? Ta-da, done. What? No more music? Well, I figured that was pretty good, you know. I'm satisfied. <laughs> and now silence. Uh, should, should some... There we go. Hopefully you hear some shit in the background there. Well, I hope it's not that. It sounds like running water. Well, you know, it's difficult to find a peaceful glade music. <laughs> no, Best well, I could do. It sounds good. All right. So you guys, it's just past noon. It's about 19 degrees centigrade. There's no breeze in the glade. The fauna sings and buzzes merrily. What are you going to do? Flicker left the last scene by just resting on the ground. She's lying on her back. Naked still, while her stuff is drying up. And yeah, seems to be half asleep or dozing off. Hey, Volan, are you feeling a bit more like yourself? Mm. Oh, yes, I am. Thank you. That's uh, that's great to hear. What did you find down there in the waters? Kind of opens his hand, and then there's this like very large, shiny pearl. Wow, that is amazing. If you um, have difficulty finding a use for it. Um, I might be able to use it in the future, but um, just just let me know. Shrugs. It's not and, going to help us here. Well, I don't know what's going to help us here. It's all been a bit of a crazy blur. That's for sure. Do you have any idea where we are? Would I have any idea? Is there any way I can tell? If you could probably get up high, maybe you might. But ideally, I would think to really have any inkling about where you might be, 
stars are probably your best bet unless there's something some other means that maybe you know um okay well te um temperature wise it would have been different to where we were before correct surprisingly you find you've been here since 7 30 and although you are no longer in the hills that you are in where it was quite dry here it is not as humid or not as dry but it has some humidity to the air but not like jungle warmth but you've noticed that from the start of the since you've been here you've kind of noticed that the the temperature is very similar to where you were previously just not as dry that's about the only difference okay and position of the sun if the sun is available to be witnessed hard to, to judge i mean you think that because i mean of course you've got the canopy there but you can clearly tell from the passage you know that it's the afternoon that's very clear the temperature's gone up and stuff like that but you still think that you are in the northern hemisphere the northern hemisphere okay if not that because it you can't quite tell it could be borderline you you knew that prior to going that you guys were oh shit no you weren't in the northern hemisphere previously you were in the, the southern hemisphere but you were really close to the equator but now it feels like the northern hemisphere you're not sure you think that you might still be close to the equator but you're not sure if you're because you can see much more you might be on the north or you might be on the south but you're still close to the equator. Okay. okay. But you do remember that when you encountered Norbit for the first time, it was early, like it was the first week of December. And is that winter or summer? In the equator, there's not really any winter, but the, the temperature drops a bit. Okay. So would it be, okay. But Just you knew... From where you were previously, I mean, you were in the foothills. You knew that if you hadn't been in the foothills, it would have been warmer. You were high enough in the foothills that there was a temperature differential. Okay. So it's a bit hard to tell exactly where we are, but um, hopefully that becomes a bit more apparent. But the temperature being the same, so you think altitude-wise, probably the same. Well, um, and there was one exit from this uh, pond glade area correct yeah well i think we uh might need to um uh, possibly rest and recover uh here um for a little while it looks like uh, clicker is almost asleep sounds like a plan the other way out would be to use the sigils that we can see in the glade a day of rest may be worth it it seems like this is a safe place. The tent that you had acquired is only big enough for two people. Well, I'd be one of them. I couldn't possibly sleep in the open. Do is that going to be the plan then? You guys is you're taking a you're just going to spend the rest of the afternoon there and then camp for the evening. I mean, I was just planning to have a short rest at least. Let Clicker dry up and then we might be able to investigate further. 
I figure if the sun's going down, why not just wait until the, mo the morning? I should remind you then, seeing as how you said that, it's one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, so, well, we still have a, a few hours left. It, it Let's just uh, take it easy for a little bit and then maybe have a look around. You can stay here if you want, but I want to know uh, maybe a bit more about uh, where we are. No, I, I... And we could also hunt for some food for tonight. Then if we decide, maybe we can leave in the morning. Yep. Sounds like a plan. Okay. So I'll give you guys a short rest just just in case. I'll just do I it anyways. I don't really need it, but I thought it would yep. be appropriate. Yep. So um, over that time, I sort of uh, make sure the, the the notes I took on the teleportation circle in the other area uh, seem accurate. Okay. Yep. Um, you did a good job with that role previously. Yeah. Okay. So um, I look around and go, okay, uh, does anyone want to come with me, see if uh, where this path leads? Bolin's going to... He's just going to try to, since there's a tent with two people, he's actually going to stay behind and use his time to try to build, like, you know, like a temporary wood stick structure to sleep under. Okay. You'll find that prior to this, you'd built the fire, you'd found enough dead branches and stuff around the edges of the glade that it was easy enough to build. Do you notice that when you're really now taking a look that the the walls of the glade, they are really woven quite tight. It would be, it would take time to start hacking your way through that. But I'm not going to make you roll, but pulling away branches and whatnot to build or to, you know, cut off like a sticks, like bamboo-ish type sticks to put up a frame, you... It's certainly doable with some of the stuff that you've you guys have acquired. Yeah, and it's not fancy. It's just you know lay some like you know a slanter slant little coverage. Okay. Okay. Thorn, when you go over to look at the tunnel, just past the entrance of the tunnel, you notice that there's a set of tracks that are along the ancient worn path. I'll. I guess examine these tracks to see if I can tell if it's uh, humanoid or something else. Sure. Give me your survival check. Actually, to determine... Mm, that might be nature to determine what kind, if it's humanoid. Yeah, okay. Give me nature check. Oh. Grumble, grumble. Looking at it, I mean... You notice that, so it's not stonework, it's just a worn path in there. And you notice that when on the soft patches where there's grass and stuff, you really can't notice the footprint. You're able to tell it looks light, but, and it looks foot shaped with a roll of a three. Right. So, 
By the way, survivors might ask to make a survival check to hunt track, follow uh, tracks, hunt while game, guide your group through frozen wastes, identify yeah. signs that owls live nearby. I was thinking specifically to know what kind of creature made the track, is why I right. thought nature. So it's, if I can't tell that it's a human footprint then, or something else. You think it could be, but you're not 100%. Right. Okay, I'll, I'll follow the track. I'm assuming Norbert's coming with me. Norbert's right behind you. He says, what do you think it is? Tracks. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but but what sort of tracks? As you enter in a little bit deeper, you can do it again at advantage. Let me have a look at it. <laughs> so yeah, you, you're able to tell for sure these are humanoid, and it's a very light-footed humanoid, and you are fairly certain from some of the things that you're one-time associate had taught you looks like it could be a dryad it's a dryad what, what what's a dryad ah i'll i'll just have to check and uh, probably give you a really good accurate <laughs> description on what a dryad is <laughs> just just wait a minute while i think about it for a bit <laughs> Writers, items, classes, features, spells, maps, stories, library. Hmm. Creatures and other nasty things. I'll give you. I'll give you a little bit, slightly better, chance on that one there, Norbit. A dryad. I think that's what happen when, happens when you take a newspaper out of a bucket of water, and put it under an air uh, hair dryer, and then you get a dryad. I was. Yeah, I was, I was, I was gonna make, I was gonna make the same, the same joke. Yeah, <laughs> exactly the same. Great minds think yep. alike. Yeah, we can split it into. Yep. That's fine. Yeah. I just like how you're confident. You're saying it's a dryad when I ask you, you have no idea what it is. <laughs> the disparity between Norbit and Mick. It's huge. So I describe what a dryad is. It's this uh, voluptuous, leafy creature person thing wearing tight-fitting clothes with funny hair oh really is that something that um you looked into uh, a lot in your earlier days it is i was taught about this and and dryads have a a, a series of attributes that i shall explain to you as soon as it's <laughs> up on the screen you should give me a performance check in order to see how well you can describe her he does a pretty good job. He describes a creature that looks like this. There you go. I can also recall um, lots of information about them. <laughs> okay. You, you keep <laughs> going. You keep going. Some information about them, such as? You know that dryads, from what you... You know enough that from what you're taught that they are... They're plant a plant species or plant humanoids and they are spirits that have been basically another being has granted life or placed a spirit into a tree of a sorts and these creatures sprout from that so they are very much not born of anything other than trees 
Well, since you know so much about them, how about you go first and uh, you can talk to them? Yep. That, and it shouldn't be difficult if it's a tree. Why is it walking around? Wouldn't that make it a triffid? But anyway, I'll see if I can track it. If you want me to track it, I can do that. That's nah, okay. I can track it. <laughs> you both competing and one rolls a dirty 21 the other rolls a a dirty 25 you mean a natural 20 19 and a 20 we both track it together us arguing at every single step exactly how much it weighs what it looks like and what it had for breakfast you guys walk probably how how deep will you walk as you track you're having no problem following these tracks even though they are light-footed up to the point where, Thorn, you start noticing a scent in the air. With that set of rolls, we'd be running four-minute miles after this creature. We'd be able to do that for at least a, a marathon. Can you smell that? So are you saying that you are gonna, you guys are going to go down into this flora-based tunnel for a mile? Oh, uh, that, that was an attempted choke about the fact that we rolled a 21 and a 25, but it clearly didn't Oh, work. is that what that was? Yeah, oh, man, was shoot. I that just went right over my head. Humor there about, because yeah, we both did really well, so of course we'd be running flat out for 26 miles to, never mind. Hey, can you smell that? You don't notice that, Thorn, or Norbit. Thorn does. What? A, sorry, I smell what exactly again? You noticed a perfume-ish type of scent that you can just... As you uh, you walk in a couple hundred feet, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. That starts to tickle your nose, Norbert. You do not. Um, do you smell that? That um, strange scent. Hello, uh, is the uh, dryad nearby? Hello. I can't smell nothing. Um, nope, can't smell a thing. Uh, if um, what does it smell like? Nearby? Uh, it smells like um, you when you've had a bath. Ah, oh, okay. That only happens occasionally. So that perfumey smell. I've smelt that yeah. before. Yeah, that's definitely a dryad. <laughs> you still have not noticed the scent, but do you want to give me a deception check? No, no, I was just basing that comment on his description of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so All right, yeah. still, it's, it's still a deception check. Oh, okay. Let's see. Unfortunately, Thorn, you pick up on what he's attempting. I just nod and smile, but not say anything. That, mm -hmm. Convinced that I've, I've scammed him completely, I go, yeah, and I say, it's, it's, it's coming from over there and, and point off into the bush. Um, yes, in the direction the wind is blowing to. <laughs> Instead of from. <laughs> right. Extremely well, accurate. We'll just keep travelling around the path. If she wants to engage with us, I'm sure she will. Okay. You walk up probably another 50 feet, and the scent starts getting stronger enough that you as well are now able to smell it in orbit. Is it, is it Chanel number five? Oh, I can smell it now. Oh, oops. No, no, I think it's it's sewerage 49. 
Okay. Looking about, as you've gotten closer enough that Norbert's able to see, you can see just up ahead, there's a large plant. It has these violet flowers with red stripes. And you notice that these large plants, so before I, in that one picture I showed you how the sunbeams would break through, through the, throughout the, the roof, the ceiling of this strange tunnel. Wherever the light touches, you don't see any of these plants. You see them in the, the dark shadow. So, I mean, that the light is shining through, you can see that there's a purplish look to it, but they're clearly nowhere near where the sunlight is touching. They're massive. Some of the petals are up to a foot long. And the bulbs at the center of these flowers, they just... It's hard to tell. You know that there's got to be a bulb there because there's no sunlight at all there. The light does not seem to touch where the bulb should be. Do you know anything about those flowers? Since you seem to know everything about the uh, dryad. I'll, I'll just check. You use your herbalist kit tied to intelligence. Sorry, no, I've, I've picked the wrong one, haven't I? I'll use my history. You have never seen anything like it. I've got no idea what that is, but, but since the sunlight's not penetrating it, I'd say it's some kind of black hole plant. Uh, what's a black hole? Something the light doesn't get out of. Uh, okay, that seems odd. Um, where did you learn that? Uh, a long time ago when I was a young lad. Very technical. I uh, see. Well, uh, let's see if we can try and avoid them and continue. I do like that purple colour, and, and, and I was told that anything's purple will poison you, so we might want to stay somewhere else. Uh, so is there a way to move around these plants without disturbing Oh, yeah, for easily. This tunnel is roughly 15 feet in circumference. Of course, it's not quite a hemisphere. It's a little bit more than a hemisphere, but it's certainly not a sphere, spherical or cylindrical. It's very similar to the the tunnel that you guys took into the hidden room, as in the picture I showed you. And this tar-like stuff, the tar, -like, the tar stuff, is that just dripping on the ground? Yes. I assume I don't know anything about the tar either. Well, does it does it look like the plant would be able to sort of reach out and grab us as we try and go past it? Are you going to go up and investigate it further with your herbalism kit? No, I'm, I'm going to stay back where I am now and just see if it's got sort of some long, whippy, vine-like arm that could grab us as we try and go past. You only notice the large petals. But you do notice... The one that you notice, you find, you see that there's another one and another area that is also lacking sunlight, but there's only one by itself. It's not, there's not like a clump of them. I think there's one plant. The one flower. So there's one flower on this plant. Consider it just more or less like, do you, you know what a lily, a lily looks like? So just imagine a lily all by itself, huge, 
and there's no other group of it. It's like a, a freestanding lily. Just on its own. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So how would you like to investigate? So you're going to sit there and look at it. That's what you've, you've noticed from looking from afar. Yep. To know more, you would need to get closer. We're going to avoid it, so we'll sort of, you know, walk past it. As much as I'd like to push someone into it, Volan's not here. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Good candidate. At this point, you're now about 300 feet into the tunnel. Just the two of you. Uh-huh. And... Oh, well. Is the smell getting stronger? And we're still tracking the... You notice that every once in a while, you notice that the footprints move to the edge of the tunnel and they just disappear. And then you, you walk, you know, a few tens of feet further and then you, you notice it them reappearing from the edge, from the wall of the tunnel and, and then continuing along the path. Then it goes from one side to the other side. Sometimes it hits the same side twice up to the point where you discover this one. And then again, further up, you see another one a little bit further up at another spot where the, the beams of sunlight don't come, you you see a third one. Is the size of the tunnel impenetrable? You could give me a investigation check, I suppose, or an, uh, a wisdom check is probably all you need to know. I mean, it looks as, as closely woven as the glade was. And was that impenetrable? How would you like to determine that? It's tightly woven. Well, sorry, it's an observation thing. So yeah. You know. So you notice that it's woven. Does it look like? Does it look like lantana, for example? Does it look like what? Lantana. What's that? It's a weed that grows prolifically around the area that we live in, and it's impenetrable. Well, it's not impenetrable. It's like a, um, oh, what is it? steel wool. You can imagine steel wool, but as a plant, it's it's kind of like that. It's difficult to get through, and it's tightly woven. Well, let's just say, at the moment, you can see that the walls are woven. To know more, you would need to do something other than just strictly eyeballing it. So what would you like to do? Can I see through it? So lantana, for example, grows about two metres thick on the edge of a forest. Um, you can see if there's... You can see through it enough to see if there's something on the other side of it. So it's not like a solid sheet of something. Yes, the tunnel and the glade are definitely not solid sheets. You could see through, but all that you see when you see past things is just more plants. Okay. So if I examine where the footprints go into the, leave the, leave the tunnel and go into the, into the bush, uh -huh. um, does it look like someone has walked through there and, and broken twigs and pushed it apart, all that kind of stuff? You know, from what you learned about dryads ages ago, although it was stuff that you were just told, you've never ever witnessed. This is just things that have been told to you. Kind of follows a little bit of what was said. You start remember, remembering and recalling that somehow being bound to trees, they there's some ability or something that's related to the um, trees that you think might be connected here. Because when you come up there, 
you'd basically need to pull out something to start hacking at that the trees there in order to get into it. Okay, yep. So I would know then that a, a dryad is kind of like a ghost and it can pass through solid structures if they are plant-based. You remember something like that, but you're racking your brain trying to remember, but you were young when you'd heard the story and you weren't really paying attention. Yeah. So, and so I will explain that um, to my compatriot and say, you know, this is the kind of thing that they can do. They can, they can walk through, you know, piles of plant material and come back out again. But unfortunately we're going to, we'd have to hack our way in and out again. And that, that explains why it's able to walk off the path. Do you say that with a lot of confidence? No, I say that. I say that, and I think that's right. But I was only three when I learnt it. Um, I kind of smile and nod, <laughs> but don't say anything. And my memory is not very good about this particular item, as you can see. Let's continue. I don't think we'll be able to walk through these uh, the, the walls of this uh, glade uh, easily. So let's just continue and, and keep an eye on things. And so we continue on down the path, following the footprints wherever they appear. You continue along eventually, and you're clearly you are avoiding these flowers I thought there was only one but if there are more we're avoiding them as well yes yes there are more than one there's more than one of these plants okay sorry they do not grow in a group when you look further up you notice another one outside away from the sunbeams as well and then you look a little further and you see a third one I'm old it's been a long day are you, you avoiding touching or getting anywhere near these flowers, the two of you? I definitely will be. We certainly are. We certainly are, Lily. I'll say that going up this, this 300 feet that you are, it's probably taking you tracking and whatnot. You're doing a pretty good job. If you hadn't rolled as high, you would have, would have taken a lot more time. So it, it's only taking you roughly about 10 to 15 minutes from back to the glade and you can still see looking back you can still see the entrance back into the glade behind you the tunnel has gone pretty much straight forward so you avoid the flowers and you start noticing as well now probably uh, how much further would you say you were going to go at least three three miles maybe ten <laughs> <laughs> Three or ten no, miles. No, okay. Probably, probably um, a few hundred feet. If, if nothing's happening, then... Do we see an end to the tunnel? Like, do we see sort of like it ends and it's like comes out into an open space? You do not. So it just goes on forever, okay. So you, you walk up another... You walk up another 300 feet and the purple oozy flowers... They've stopped. They they were probably about 200 feet worth of those flowers before they stop. And then it's tunnel 
just like what it was before you encountered encountered the flowers. So you're roughly 600 feet away now, and it's just the tunnel stretches forward still. Has the aroma of the perfume gone? It's lessened as you got distant. And are we able to tell if the aroma was because of the, the flowers or because of the dryad? You know that they were related to the flowers. It was clearer than mud can ever be. Okay. All right. In the meantime, as you guys continue on, what about you, Clicker? What are you doing? You guys have been gone now probably close to half an hour. She's fast asleep. Okay. So this is two and a half hours you've been asleep, and it looks like Ryan has just joined us again. So, Ryan, the, the two guys have gone into the forest, and they, they're roughly half an hour deep into the forest. You're still building your shelter? Yeah, half hour is not too bad. Um, so, I think Volan's just going to continue on. There, maybe if he can like even get some food. Okay. I'll get one of the guys to roll on your behalf since you're away. Does one of you guys just want to roll a D D twenty? Okay. Yeah, you you're gonna do some a bit of, because of the luck that people had before. You go into the pond and and you're gonna be doing some fishing and you will have caught something and I'll have them roll a little bit later to see what you caught. So in the meantime, you guys are now six hundred feet off into the tunnel. It still continues on. It's more or less like it was at the beginning now. It's just tunnel with lances of light that go through it. And the footprints that we're following, they're not fading out. They're just as... Same as before. Same as before. Light, very light. But with those rolls, you guys are able to find the signs of them to keep and see that every once in a while it feels like, ah, shit, it's gone. But then, you know, another couple feet and, oh, shit, there they are again. So what do you think? Give another... Another 20, 30 minutes, and then maybe yeah. go back. I think uh, we uh, investigate for about an hour. If we don't see anything, we'll just head back. Yeah, I think so too. So We'll spend an hour walking up the tunnel, and then when we get there, we'll turn around and come back if we haven't found anything. You continue on. You go up roughly another 15-odd minutes of, of tracking, and you notice uh, as you continue to go up, you start seeing what seems like signs of a little bit of sporadic mushrooms that are starting to pop up. And as you continue, as they start popping up, you start to see that they are increasing in frequency up to the point where eventually you start seeing that the mushrooms are growing in rings around where the sunlight is. And every once in a while, you'll see a, a rather larger looking one in the center of the rings. And that large one, it seems to glow brightly. Do I recognize these mushrooms? You could give me the same kind of herbology check. Herbalism kit with your intelligence. Sorry, that one. You do not recognize these mushrooms. Well, we'll stay away from the mushrooms, and if the mushrooms get too thick, we'll um, we'll stop. Seems fine to me. All right. And 
not far past the mushrooms, you guys probably, just as before, the flowers were went for probably uh, close to 200 feet. The mushrooms as well, more or less for a couple hundred feet. You're almost at the edge of the mushrooms when you notice not far up ahead in the center of the path, the worn path is pushed up and there's some rocks about where that path is pushed up. It's not pushed up high. It probably, with the two of you guys being as tall as you are, probably about knee height. But it seems to continue upwards. No, it forms a kind of circle on the path, just probably about another 50 feet ahead of you guys. That's a bit weird. Looks like there's been an earthquake or a volcano or something. Not that big. It's probably about, looks like from where you are, it could be anywhere from three to five feet in circumference. Or circumference? No. But it definitely, it, it, it's definitely something that you would see if there was like a, um, it's not something that's been worn away. It's something that's just recently popped up. You don't know that from where you are, but it clearly doesn't look like flowers, doesn't look like mushrooms, and doesn't look like the worn path. I think that's about as far as we're going to go. Do you want to go up and have a look at it? Uh, yeah, yeah, let's have a look at it. We will approach slowly. You guys can give me perception checks. <laughs> hang on, hang on, that's a double, and if we were playing Monopoly, we'd get to roll again. Yeah, if you were playing Monopoly. Both rolled a two. One is a two, the other is a, a dirty seven. You guys approach the, the circle in the ground, in the worn path. You notice that, yes, it is... So, diameter, that's it. Three to five feet in diameter is what I meant to say, not circumference. As you get closer, you can see that it's almost just shy of five feet in diameter. But it's right there. There's what you haven't noticed before, some larger looking rocks that are mixed amongst it. You can give me a survival check to kind of get an idea of how old this is or how long it's been turned. Does it block the pathway? It's not that it blocks the pathway. So you're in a worn path. It's roughly knee height. You could walk around it easily, but it's in the center of the path. Yep. Okay. And you're both able to determine with those rolls of 19 and an 18 that it is not old. It's fairly fresh. You know that it's less than a day for sure. And we have no idea what it is. You can, do you have a skill that would? I could talk to it, maybe persuade it to tell it its secret. <laughs> I am going um, to talk to the hole. Is it a hole or a, a large lump in the road? It's pushed up dirt. I think I'm going to use a nature check to, to see if I can. Are you proficient? No. Yeah. Is that okay? Can I use a nature check? Yeah, you can give me a nature check. <laughs> oh. He rolls a 20 when it when it counts. Nature check measures your ability to recall lore about terrain. 
I made the DC higher than 20 just because I was just like, it's not proficient, so he's got to beat a 20. Far out. <laughs> it's okay. We'll let you cheat. You could tell the listeners that he only got a 3. No, 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 no. You rolled higher than a 20. You rolled a dirty 23. You're looking at this thing, and it reminds you of like an anthill, like when ants push up from underneath and they, it's not an anthill, clearly not an anthill, but you remember looking at anthills, little spots around the anthill where the dirt just kind of, it looks very similar to that, but clearly five foot in diameter, what ant? So uh, I look at this hole and think back, what was I doing two years ago? And I recall I was playing this stupid damn game. I know exactly what that damn thing is. And the bad part of this is Norbert hasn't got a clue. But if I could whisper to a young Norbert, I'd tell him that there's a creature that lives in there that comes out of the ground that's got big long arms and rips your head off. Yeah, that sounds very meta. Have no, have no, Norbert has, I think we got to kick you out of the game for that. That was some <laughs> poor playing. Good lord. Uh, Norbert, has, Norbert, well, hang on. Folland's playing this game too. He I knows exactly what it is as well. He kept his he kept his yapper shut though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. Got, That's fine. I, I still haven't told him his sprite was flying around last week and he missed it. Yeah, he. I told him while you were not a you weren't here. Okay, so, no, you, you aren't sure. You just know that that's what it looks like. It looks very similar to that. Am I... Do, so, and I know that it's come from underneath the ground. It's not like a rock has fallen out of the sky. Yes, that is clear. It's like an ant, a giant ant. But there's no hole. So at this point in time... We, we, yeah. So we just need to... <laughs> I like that. Volan pops up dryads for the win on the on discord um so we need to decide whether we are going to continue on or whether this is sort of the end of our 600 foot journey now you guys are much further than 600 feet at this point 600 feet was when you were just past the the flowers that looked like large lilies that were purple oh yeah i know when i said the 600 foot journey. that was a again another joke you know the 300 foot journey the movie of the same name about the indian restaurant in france with the great actor oh never mind so do we um do we turn back now uh, yeah, probably. You can give me... When he explains that to you, Thorn, you could probably give me a history or a nature check yourself to see if his description knocks anything loose in your mind. Yeah, totally. Yeah, two... Now nah, you haven't a clue. My description was it looks like an ant pushed a rock out of the ground. Yeah, that's right. That's, yeah. So. so maybe that meant something to him. With a one, it doesn't mean shit to him. I think we'll go back and see how the others are going. Uh, are you sure? No, but it just looks like a hole to me. Uh, no. I'm pretty sure that, uh, you know, I've heard of these and seen these things before, and there's a creature comes out of the ground, and, and you know, there's just they just push the rock out of the ground. Um, that's it. But it's a fairly big creature. And we've come far enough. All right, let's head back. Maybe we can tell um, uh, Volan about this stuff. See if he knows. Yep. 
all in all, you guys head back, passing through the mushrooms, passing through the large flowers. You guys have been gone for probably about... I mean, it was... We walked up for an hour. That was sort of the time that we spent. So, yeah, it would just be just past an hour. It's probably close to an hour. And then you're walking back direct. You're not actually following the tracks. So, yeah, pretty much an hour. Hour and a half. Yeah, something like that. No, an hour. Okay. So that makes it about three o'clock. Yep. So how's Volan uh, going with his uh, little hut? Yeah, how is my hut going? You went fishing. So are you able to roll dice again now, Volan? Yes, I am back. Okay, I need you to roll a Survival. D100. Oh, that's not what I expected. Oh, dude, I'm like in the wrong... How do I do a D100 again? Right-click the D10, and you'll see the percentile, and just left-click the percentile. And then click in the chat window to roll. Sounds like he caught a fish. So having recalled everything that your companion clicker had done, you go in to, and you remember how clicker was saying something about the deeper part of the water was where he caught those catfish. So you kind of walk into the pool and you're going to do what he does. She, you find yourself stepping into a pool that is it's just above your belly button because you're, you're pretty, a, quite a tall fella. And so you're reaching down with your hands. And so you're, you know, just your head's above the waters. You're reaching in the muck and stuff like this. And you grab onto something and it starts squirming as you latch onto it. And it's a lot harder than a fish feels. But you grab onto it and you're fighting with it. Give me an athletics check. Oh, boy. Hmm. Okay. So you grab onto it and you have it for a second and... You pull it up and it seems to be sucking against the mud and you pull this thing up and it looks very much like a, a large crab that you got into your your hands and it's heavy. Like you pull it up and it, it moves around slowly and it, its limbs, you know, the exoskeleton move about slowly, but it doesn't have any claws. This thing is massive. Give me, well, actually roll me a... D8, please. On D8. This thing is roughly 30 pounds as you pull this thing up out of the thing. It's a big freaking crab looking thing without the claws. Mm. So you manage to pull that back and you fall back onto the, the shore. And you got this in your two arms holding it above as it, its legs just are whirring. And this is what you catch while those guys are gone. And you've got yourself... A crab to make for dinner. Horseshoe crab. A 30-pound crab. A big horseshoe crab. Holy cow. Yep. You'll be able to harvest. So it'll take you another 20 minutes to prepare it. Yeah. And you'll be able to harvest 20 pounds of meat from it. So I'm thinking, like, by the time they get back, like, I have my fire. Like, I'm already getting, like, everything ready to cook. Yep. You have a couple of sticks laid out to start building up a frame, but taking apart the crab and getting the meat underneath is taking a bit of time. Yeah. So your fishing excursion and doing this is, that's pretty much it. So when these guys walk out, 
you're just starting to get ready to start cooking this in one of the mess kits that had been left behind. Well, Clicker, I don't know, Clicker, let me see. Give me a perception roll to see if you, whether or not you even were cognizant enough to wake up for that. That thing didn't have claws. So his antics certainly caused you to open up your eyes and you, you watched whether or not you did anything. That's up to you. But it was enough that you popped open, I don't know, one or two eyes, watched the antics. Okay. So Clicker wakes up, opens an eye, looks over, and suddenly just jumps up into action. Gets up from, from a lying position into into a sitting position. Holds on for a moment. Looks around. And then jumps up onto her feet. And uh, moves over to Volden. Volan! Volan! Listen! Hmm. Yes, Clicker. And she starts... Just gesturing wildly and excitedly. The book. I had a black book at the slave camp in the chest with our stuff. It records my dreams. I can remember what was taken from me, if I can read it. And there's a shimmer in her, in her eye, a glint of hope. Volan gestures around as he's like slowly carving up this crab. We may be a long way back from that camp. Do you really want to go back there? She looks around one more time. Where are the other two? They went off to explore. They will be back. What? Through tunnel? No. Into the wood. We went through the tunnel. Oh, you went through the tunnel. Oh, it's all through the wood, right? I, I think the tunnel was was the only exit, right? It is the woods, but the flora grows and shapes a tunnel. So they are in the uh, woods, but it's a tunnel into the woods. We're all not wrong. That's right. You're all right. <laughs> yes, through the tunnel. Fine, fine. She nods, and with a silent clicking, seemingly thinking, she slowly walks back to where she lay down. But instead of laying back down again, she moves over to her clothes and inspects them if they're no longer wet, at least. She, she did wash them, I remember. She did yes. go bathing with them or whatever, but... At least, yeah, she washed everything, so. You made sure Let's that your boots no longer stuck. Dripped. Yeah, exactly. Give me a perception check. Another perception check, Clicker. 
Yeah, okay. Never mind. That was a dirty five. So yes, you had washed your boots. You gotten rid of the stench. You made sure you had mentioned you were very clear on saying that I make sure that I don't wash my dead body stinking boots in the pond, but you took the water out of the pond in order to, to clean them. And right. And the rest of her, her equipment got wet, I think, just because she jumped into the thing without getting undressed first. That's right. So, yeah, then she undressed so it could dry off. So how, how is the state? Is it dry enough? Yeah. Can she wear it? Yeah, it's dry yeah. enough. Yeah. So she gets back into her clothes, prepares the backpack and just seems super ready to leave. Looking at Volan, it was just cooking. <laughs> Being the anti-leaving person. Seeing this, Volan looks up and says, We think we will stay the night. It seems oh. safe here, and one night of rest would be good before we left early in the morning. If only we had beds, or at least a hammock. And the, the shoulders kind of drop down a little bit. She seems slightly disheartened because her enthusiasm got, got kicked in the butt, basically. And then she just lets, lets down the backpack again onto the ground and takes another look into the tent. Are there any accommodations? Beds? Bedrolls? There was two bedrolls, and I forget who took them. Okay. All right. I think Norbert She's just gonna. One. I've got one. Volan and Norbert have one. All right. As she goes back to where she lay down and sits down and rummages through the backpack one more time to recall what what she took since this escape began. As you rummage through your backpack, you notice. Something's missing inside your backpack. You rummage through more quickly, looking even more. You notice that the couple of bottles that you had in there, that you had acquired in the underbarrows, they're no longer there. The potions! They're gone! What? And she just looks over at, at Volan with this shocked look on her face, one hand still in the backpack. The ones that make you grow and shrink? Yes! Hmm. Do I know any Fae stories being a... being a troll? Of, like, maybe things disappearing when you go or two from the Fae? You remember lots of little things that you've heard. Legends that have passed on through your tribes. Although your tribe wasn't, like, the strongest tribe out in the southern fringe you certainly had your stories as you guys avoided some of the nastier other tribes and the uh, posses that were about there some of them you know being that your particular tribe seemed to have a connection back to a heritage that came from the fey there's little bits and pieces that you remember you remember things like about warnings about don't don't go in the fey circle don't eat food if you're in the Feywild. That has been given to you. You remember little things like things about... There's something about names that has some meaning. Yeah. 
some of the stories you remember bits and pieces sometimes and in being who you are you're racking your brain and some of it starts to be a little bit more cohesive as you you think about it a little bit more especially with your time in that plane of dreams where you would encounter duskwood and, and saffron so some of it seems to be congealing a little bit more than than some of the legends that you've heard about before you don't recall specifically stories about this but it doesn't surprise you mm. especially when you look in your backpack and you yeah. notice that yours are gone as well yeah and he does and points that out to clicker and says Traveling to and fro from the Fey lead to strange things sometimes. Some things cannot be taken, maybe. I'm Mick, and I play Norbit. Hi, my name is Ryan, also known as Unlucky Geek on Mixer. I'll be playing the Trollkin Warlock named Valen. Hello, my name is Atua, and I will be playing Thorn of the Tiefling Bar. This is Ivan, I'm 28, and I'm the community manager of Hammerdog Games. And I'm going to be playing Clicker, a Ravenfolk locksmith. And then there is me. I am Dagaba, and you're listening to a Crimson Nib podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Crimson Nib, or at Facebook.com slash Crimson Nib. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please rate and review me on Google Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, good people... Adieu.